Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of Lumi Sports. I'm your host, Demetrius Mason. Don't forget one, Darnell Jones. What up, guys? And sadly, no Dom today, man. We are limping around in this postseason. Um, but hey, you know, just like everybody else, you just got a next band up. You just got to keep playing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, we're going to start, you know what I mean, with Wednesday night, Celtics Heat. Speaking of obviously teams limping around the heat, just don't have much left. You saw during the game, Max Struess, he was playing pretty poorly. Um, he left Kyle Lowry, both, both the starting guards basically hurt. No Tyler Hero either. Um, Jimmy Butler, we'll talk about him. But the Celtics ended up winning 93 to 80, had the lead at halftime, but then the Celtics went off in the third quarter. I believe they had 32 points. Um, an offensive explosion um, in this series. Led behind Jalen Brown, 25 points, um, and Jason Tatum, 22 and 12, 22, 12, and nine assists as well. Um, really, the guy keeping him in the game the whole time was Al Horford with 16 and seven. And for the Heat, oh, Derek White as well at 14. Both of them were doing a great job at, at halftime. I think Derek White led all scores with 11 and a half. For the Heat, Bam out of bio, 18 and 10. Jimmy Butler, 13, but on 4 of 18 shooting. Gabe Vincent had 15. Um, Duncan played okay with 11. They only shot 31% from the field, 15% from three. It's a rough, rough shooting performance, and honestly, a rough game to watch um, for a couple of reasons. But, Darnell, uh, what were your thoughts on this one? I'm going to pack up the Miami Heat. Yeah. It's over. Smoking that Miami Heat pack. Smoking that Miami Heat pack. Yeah, but um, for the Celtics, obviously, like you, you, you gave a great breakdown. Really, nothing else I can really add to that. But um, just having Robert Williams out there and Al Horford in the front court has been nightmares for Miami and Bam Adebayo. He's going to be relied on to produce more, and and and, give, and, and if given that Jimmy Butler is going to be hobbled, so. Having Jimmy Butler not be a hundred percent, you these are our games where you expect him to go off for 30, 40. And if he's only gonna give you 13 or 18 shot shot attempts, you don't even have anywhere close to a chance. Because I always wondered how Miami was gonna score against this team. No Tyler Hero, obviously. He's still hurt with this groin injury. So that's a one more score that they, you know, don't have in the lineup. And Oladipo only gave you three points. So that's all of the bits going right there. You, you put Duncan back in a rotation. He was three of 10. That's not great. Gabe Vincent, one of seven. That's terrible. And seven of 45 overall. That's, I think I saw it was the second most misses in playoff history. Yeah. Second most Prob- misses three. Yeah, missed threes. Probably after the one where the Rockets missed 27 in a row. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Damn. So that's how bad it was for Miami. And for Boston, Boston takes command of the series 3-2. They have one more at home tonight trying to wrap up the series, and I think they'll do it. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's here's the thing, right? I, mm-hmm. I've got my policy, blah, 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 you know, especially with Embiid, you know, injuries or anything like that. If you're on the court, you can't make excuses. I do know people, you know all around are getting a little annoyed because Jimmy 
and isn't getting killed for his you know rough performances. But and I was I was I was I was watching the game, obviously watching with Dom when he's here, and it was like I was teetering. I was about to be one of those people. Then I saw just one play. Mm-hmm. He's going up against like Al Horford, and he went up for a layup, right? And he scored it, but he had like no lift. And I oh was yeah, like, his I was legs like, were gone. Did you can't. see that air ball three he took? Yeah, and then yeah, that was right before. The, I think that was like during the third quarter. Then he started air ball stuff, and I was like, all right. I mean, he doesn't look anywhere near the same. Like, mm-hmm. like clearly, he's, there's a difference between being like hurt and injured. He's injured. Yeah, you kind of tell. Um, because again, he's not the guy. He's not the type of guy to miss like what he did like a second half of a playoff game. Um, anything like that. I think it's probably one of those injuries where they're just like, I mean, can't really rest is going to make it better. Surgery will. So he's just like, all right. And, I mean, here we are. And exactly what you were talking about, we, we alluded to it in game three. Um, and it's come to fruition. Bam just can't score on centers. So, yeah. I said to that. Um, scored okay, but he can't, can't be. I think someone was telling me. Like Bam is Bam's a good three, you know. He's a good three or a four. He can't be your two, and that's just. I think that was Cowherd that said that. That's Cal- that was my coworker who said it to me, but probably he probably not. got it from Cowherd. Yeah, but I mean it's true. Yeah, it, it is factual, and I mean, yeah, series series is over. Um, the Heat just too hurt, too injured, got nothing really left in the tank. Um, and speaking of uh, series that are over, let's speak about the series that is over. Um, last night, the Warriors in the match played in game five. Um, you know, Warriors up 3-1, and they decided to close this one out, winning 120 to 110. Despite the fact Luca 28 points. We'll get to him now. A lot of people very uh, upset by his performance. Dinwiddie was trying to keep him in the game the whole time with 26. Um, and but this is one of those cases where the score is like a little, a little, I don't, it's a little closer than it really was. It's honestly the same thing. The Warriors yeah. kind of did the Mavs in game four, um, huge lead, and then suddenly started creeping in. But you know, right when it got to around 10, they're like, all right, no, I mean, it's not getting any closer. Um, for the Warriors, six players in double figures, um, led by Clay Thompson of 32 points. 12 of 25 shooting from the field, 8 of 16 from three. Um, Wiggins had 18 and 10, a rare off game for Steph, 15 points, nine assists, five of 17 from the field, and Jordan Poole at 16. But again, here's the thing. This to me is what makes the Warriors so dangerous, um, is that Steph can even have a struggle game. Mm-hmm. But, hey, it doesn't feel like he's struggling. That was the crazy thing. I remember I'm watching the game. They were like 20 at this point. Steph made a shot, and they're like, he's got nine points. And I was like, what? It's kind of like, huh? <laughs> you know, it didn't feel like Luca's nine points when, when they were showing his, his stats for sure. Um, but, yeah, Warriors going on to the finals, their sixth finals appearance in eight years. The only two times they missed is when Clay wasn't there. 
So Clay has made six straight finals, obviously, when healthy. Um, incredible extension of the dynasty. Uh, I think we kind of saw it. We didn't know whether to believe it, especially all the injuries late in the season. But early in the year, they came out on fire. They did look like the best team in the league. And right now they are back to that form. You can see it with the depth. Um, Moody came in, got seven points for you. Felicia played a huge role. Obviously, they don't have Otto Porter. Um, they don't have Gary Payton. Both might come back for the finals, but they just have so many weapons. Such a deep team. Um, Darnell, what are your thoughts on on the series and the Warriors going back to the finals? Yeah, I think for the Warriors, I think a lot changed once they inserted Kevon Looney back into the starting lineup. I know it was really controversial to put Jordan Poole on the bench, but I think it balanced out the roster because you can't really bench Clay Thompson. He's not really the shot creator that you will want in a in a six man role. So him in the starting line was makes more sense to me. So it really comes down to, and yesterday specifically, I think um, the facilitating you got, they had 36 assists as a team. The passing that you got from Steph was just crazy. Like the way he ran the offense along with Draymond, they were hitting on all cylinders. And, and when a team like that is playing like that, it's not really much you can do, especially when you got somebody like Clay who's catch and shoot and he wastes so little time on the offensive end with the ball on the floor. So he's not a guy that the ball sticks with, and he's going to get his FGAs, three-point attempts. He's going to get those at a high rate. And when he's making them, he's one of the – he can – one hot, he's the hottest shooter in the league, even probably ahead of Steph. And for the Warriors, six out of eight is very impressive. And we know the reasons why they missed the postseason in the two years that they did. So for them to just pick up where they left off pretty much is a, a joy to watch. And it, it really it's really kudos to Steve Kerr and the staff for just sticking with what they know and, and refinding that chemistry because they found it this year. And, you know, hats off to the Warriors. Yeah. I think it's incredible because – they kind of you – know, the Mavs are a different team. Mm -hmm. You know, the Grizzlies are super-duper athletic, but I remember, obviously, they had, like, the turnover problems. They haven't really had them this series, but the reason is because they're, like, they calibrated it, right? They haven't had turnover problems. What they did have was Clay being rough, but sometimes he shoots it a little quick, but it's, like, you'd rather him shoot the ball than a turnover, right? Mm -hmm. And – He's like the guy who just throws it and they're like, all right, just shoot it, as opposed to like, you know, I mean, Steph and Draymond just running around in circles, um, yeah. trying to figure something out. And when he's on, they're unbeatable, is our, because mm -hmm. it's like, well, it's like, well, damn, now what, you know? Now what do we do? Yeah. The answer is nothing. There's nothing they could do. It got to the point where Clay was hitting so many, he started getting more open, because mm -hmm. it was like, I don't even know how to describe it. They were just they were just gut punches. And then the fact that he can now – he seems to have gotten – he's not the same defender since injury, but he seems to have gotten much better with his ball handling. Um, or maybe I'm just misremembering it. But, like, he's taking people like, off the dribble now. I'm just like, huh, interesting. He always had it in his game, but same like Clay 
would never go all the way to the rim. Clay would like dribble, two dribbles, pull up off yeah. the backboard. If he, you know what I mean? Like if he got a little like he would he would drive to shoot off the backboard, but he would never drive to go for a dunk. Way I've seen him several times do this postseason, which has been amazing to watch, especially yeah. with all the lower leg injuries he's had. Yeah, for sure. So Clay is just like he's 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 a closer, man. And just to have two of them on this team is pretty ridiculous. Um, but it was off the jump. You kind of knew it if you know, if you know basketball, especially if you know the Warriors. He had a couple, and I was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. good night. It's like, all right, they're not, they're not beating these guys. Yeah, and afterwards, Steph Curry won the inaugural Magic Johnson Western Conference Finals MVP award. Let's go, Steph. Let's go, Steph. Yeah. First so, time. Yeah, first time he gets a postseason award. I. Who do you think is going to get it for the Celtics? Jason, Jason Tatum, probably. For what? I don't know, man. It's a good question. Bro, just stop playing around. Just give it to Al. I don't think they can give it to Al. It's been their best player. I don't know. It's tough. Like, I don't know if they really going to like use that award like they do the finals MVP where finals MVP is like a big deal. So they really consider who they're giving it to. I think right now, I don't know if they just giving it to the best player and the best team or the team who won mm-hmm. or if they really put thought into it. It's actually Jalen to be honest, but I mean, I really think it's Al, but hey, it's Jalen anyway, but yeah. Um, Unless there you got anything else to add on this. Well, there is one thing. Luca. now I kind of turn off around the third quarter and then turn it back on. Same thing as game four. Mm-hmm. But, man, Luca was, uh, wasn't was a great showing for him, especially early in the game. Frustrated, not getting back on defense. Did seem completely gassed. But, again, it's probably because he eats too many chicken fingers. Um, I don't, it was, it was rough out there and it was, it was a little disappointing for sure, especially because the rest of the Mavs were fighting and he just didn't form out 10, 10 to 28 from the field. He started shooting better. But he was really, really bad around halftime. Um, don't know what your thoughts on Luca. Obviously they made their conference finals. So his first conference finals appearance. What do you think about the Mavs in, in their future? You have a really bright future. Obviously, they got to figure out what they're going to do with Jalen Brunton. Um, I think they should bring him back. I think they should run it back. And like you said, he was really bad in the first half. He was 2 of 12 from the field, 0 of 4 from 3 with 6 points, minus 13. So um, I think that they need to add another. Obviously, Luka needs to improve internally. I think offensively, he's fine. I think he can be a little more efficient with his shots, but he needs to figure out a way to make an impact on the defensive end, whether, I mean, he's not ever going to be a plus defender. It's just not in his nature, but I think he needs to just overall work on his conditioning to be able to do it on both ends, but he just has to put in that effort because as the leader of the team, they're only going to follow your, your, your lead. So if you're not running back on defense, then 
what's incentivizing other guys to do it. And as a coach, you're going to have to, as the Jason Kidd, he's going to have to be able to coach Luca and be able to tell him, like, look, you got to get back on defense or I'm going to have to put somebody else in the game. And they don't really have the depth to do that consistently because obviously if you take Luca out, the chances of them winning goes down drastically. But I think it needs to be some kind of emphasis in offseason on defense for this team from their main guys because I think they, they're getting it from Finney Smith. They're getting it from Bullock. But they need to get it from Luca for them to be able to take that next step. And I think that's the, the key for Dallas next year. Yeah, I mean, the good thing is when you when you when you um, kind of get this far, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's definitely like, pinpointing your weaknesses and everything like that, and it's just about how Luca's going to take it. Yeah, you know, approach to it. Um, to everyone just calling him out on his lack of effort on the biggest stage, second biggest stage, um, and we'll see how he responds. Um, hopefully, it comes in and shapes we can finally win his MVP, at least. Um, that's the <laughs> not winning it but um but yeah not a great season for them they knocked off a 63 win team they just were facing a dynasty mm-hmm. so we'll see what happens i think it's gonna be interesting them and the grizzlies you know two teams definitely on the rise I, I i would right now say they're about the third best team in the west i would give the grizzlies kind of that edge over them and obviously the warriors but we'll see what they do in the offseason kind of what moves they make and we also don't know what the clippers are even if Kawhi's ever going to play again. I have my doubts. I think he's going to play next year. He'll be fine. I have my doubts. For the, but, but will he be fine when it matters? That's a different question. <laughs> um, but, yeah, one last thing I wanted to get into today. It was, we got off-season news. Um, reports coming out of Brooklyn. Kevin Durant has not spoken to the team since the season ended. Bigger than that, they have reportedly said there is no way they are giving Kyrie Irving a long-term contract. Darnell, what are your thoughts on uh, both of these two things? All right, so first, I don't know how many people are... The idea that he's supposed to get in contact with the team since the end of the season is ridiculous because he's in his, he's in his summer. It's like, when you're off, somebody tweeted this, like, when you're off of work, I don't keep, I don't call my job either. Like, when I'm off, I'm off. But in all seriousness, like, what is he really supposed to do? Like, be there with the team, trying to figure out different ways to, you know, configure the roster? That's not really his job. Like, his job is to stay ready and be ready. So, it's, for me, it's less blaming him mm-hmm. it's more gotta look deeper level why is this being reported why is what being reported i think it's just being reported because it's it's Kyrie, and Kyrie's a hot topic no 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 no, no. But why specifically the kevin durant piece oh the kevin durant part portion oh because they're trying to spin it to say since war or since Nets management is a little apprehensive of starting or extending Kyrie beyond next season or into the deep into the future, basically, then that must mean that Kevin Durant 
is upset with the organization and he's trying to leave. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask the same questions different way. But who's they? Who? Like, you think Kevin Durant went to the media with this? Or do you think the someone has to release these things? This isn't just – they don't just – they don't just snoop around, you know what I mean, and find No, if it was leaked by anybody, it was leaked by the team. So that's what I mean. So, like, it's interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it's a big deal either. It's not – it's like – because it's, it's, it's messed up, to be honest with you. You can't, you know, kill LeBron, right? for all these years having whatever alleged control and then just be like hey kd why are you not taking more control over the team construction kind of like well what the fuck (laughs) right yeah like you can't expect him to control the team in that aspect because he's not lebron in that way he never has been it's not and he's not really in his dna even if he was though the double standard there is kind of ridiculous yeah like even if even if it was LeBron not talking to them, okay, but like you, if that's going to be the 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 fucking you know what I mean hmm. that's gonna be the criticism you can't kind of do oh why is he not talking to him trying to come up with a plan what the fuck you know yeah so that part was interesting but yeah back to to the Kyrie part so obviously it's a little you know the media don't like KD there's good reason for that he did it kind of to himself. Um, but back to the Kyrie part, like you're talking about, go ahead, go on, because I'm interested in your thoughts on that one. So the report is the Nets have shown to be unwilling to offer Kyrie a long-term extension due to his injury history and unpredictability. So, I mean, if you're the Nets, the thing is, you have to extend Kyrie if you're going to keep Kevin Durant. I don't know if you can afford to lose both. Mm-hmm. So I don't really think you have a choice but to extend Kyrie. You don't probably extend him. Well, see, yeah. that's, that's the thing. Like Kyrie has a lot of he has a lot of control because he has that KD card in the back in his back pocket. He's the reason that he's here. But KD's already extended, though. But is he? Is he though? I thought he was. That's what Dom has been telling me, man. I don't think KD's extended. Kevin Durant didn't sign a max deal. Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. He did. Four year extension, one ninety eight. Yeah. But we know in the this is the NBA. Like we know if that, especially somebody like KD. You can't really just say, okay, you're on the contract. You better show up to work. You know what Kevin Durant's going to say. Just like Ben Simmons, I don't care how many years is left on my contract. Get me out of here. I'm never playing for the Nets again. And they're going to be forced to get him out of there. I hear you. But. <laughs> but. If the Nets, they. they... They, at the very least, they wouldn't get nothing for him, right? No, they're going to get some kind of some kind of compensation, but I'm just saying it's the, the thing is, is like 
you kind of lose some leverage when you lose in, you know, the uh, second round. First round. Well, you don't make it past second round. In tears, and then you decide not to play in the other year, the bubble year. It's a little, I don't know. It's interesting. It's like at what point are they – because you got to remember, you know, these guys have a lot of egos too now. Mm-hmm. It's like at what point are you like, all right, well, you know, who the, who the fuck are y'all? We know who they are. Two Hall – well, one Hall of Famer. Kyrie is trying to jeopardize his spot every waking day. Um, but – and they're two great players, but it's like – Curry doesn't play. And so we'll, we'll see what the thing is. I think part of it is the reason that it's getting reported is because KD hasn't talked to them about his true thoughts. So you got to remember, he was the one dealing with it, right? Mm-hmm. And he's the one getting blamed for, you know, some of this, some of their, their postseason failures, um, everything like that. And part of the reason is because James Harden left, because Kyrie wasn't there. Yada yada, this, that, the other. Um, so I think it's gonna be really, really interesting. I, I, they said they're not gonna do it. They also said they weren't gonna let Kyrie play road games. So, exactly. We'll see. I do think it's interesting though, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It definitely is. I'm ready, man. I'm ready for the Celtics to end the series tonight. You know what I mean? Another bit of news is I has been cleared to play without restrictions. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's hilarious. I, I saw that scroll pass yesterday. I'm like, man, keep scrolling. Damn, Zion, man. That's bad that they just got into this. Yeah. Because Zion was my man. I still like Zion, though. But I just I haven't mean, seen him play in like two years. Yeah. Ridiculous. Just sucks because this is this is what everyone was scared about. And I was like, oh, he's gonna play, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. We're here and we're talking about, hey, can the Knicks make a trade for him? Not where you want to be. No, not at all. Not where you want to be. Ugh. Anyway, but um, yeah, man. Uh, I'm excited, you know. Celtics, let's go. He's up in the series tonight. Um, final start June 2nd, no matter what. I would enjoy both teams obviously getting some rest, seeing, you know, the injury riddled uh, time that we have. Um, and we'll make our predictions soon. But uh, for Darnell, this was Demetrius, and I hope you guys have a good one. Later. Double D's. Deuces. Deuces.